Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Well, welcome to another episode of Let Go, Lean In, one of my favorite, an interview. And today (laughs) I get to introduce you to my new friend, Andrea Lendy. She and I met through Instagram. Now, this is one of those times where social media, you see and, and read people's posts, but this is now a real life connection. So Andrea, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. I'm really excited for the listeners to get to hear all that has been going on in your life and all that God has been doing through your life. This is going to be a really fun time together. And so that everybody can kind of get some background, I'm going to read your bio and not try to do it from memory. I'll give it the respect that it's due. So I'm going to look over here and here we go. Andrea is an author and speaker and serves in her online ministry, Believing Him, where she writes daily devotions and prayers, hosts a Downloads from God podcast, and shares weekly life-giving messages. She instills hope, gratefulness, and strength in her readers, listeners, and watchers as they are encouraged and seek a deeper walk with the Lord. Her first book, Life After Lupus, shares her journey from sickness to health as the Lord directed her toward a path of complete healing. Her hope is to inspire other chronic illness sufferers to continue to seek health over illness. Her upcoming books will entail devotions and prayers, finding God's blessing during financial famine, with a book called 99 Blessings While I Was Broke, and her stories and lyrics as God softened her heart. I will list all of her connection points in the show notes, and Andrea is offering us a downloadable 10-day devotions and prayers. And so that'll be available in the show notes after our interview's over. So Andrea, thank you again for being willing to be interviewed on Let Go Lean In podcast. And oh, as, absolutely. And as you know, it's um, an emphasis on leadership. And one of the things that I have discovered in studying leadership is an aspect of being a good leader is leading yourself. And that's what intrigued me about your story is how you have listened and led in healing and in creating your, your music and your writing. And so let's just, um, let's kind of turn back the clock a little bit. And if you can think about an early memory of a leadership experience for yourself, 
I'd love for you to share that with us. Sure, sure. That's, that's kind of fun to think about, actually. It takes me back to my younger days. <laughs> um, and, and it's quite a ways ago, but somewhere around uh, the, the early teen years, mm. I formed Al's singing group, choir, if you will. There was probably only about 10 of us, and I played the piano and sort of directed it. And we had all of one whopping performance. <laughs> And then we kind of disbanded. But that's probably the earliest memory I have of leading anything. And uh, it was a lovely time. It truly was. Sweet gals. Nice. And, and as you did that, as you gathered people, what do you remember most about taking that step? Great question. What I did was I, I really just emulated what was happening at the time I was going to a couple of different churches and was seeing some people sing and perform in front of the church. And I thought, wow, you know, there's this, we had a little tribe back then. I don't know, somewhere, like I said, around eight or 10 of us who liked to hang out together, liked to sing. And so forming that and, and having that vision of we could be in front of a church and perform and we did. And so that was, that was truly lovely. Um, but it was, it was emulating what I already saw was happening and trying to make that happen for some of us as well. Yeah. I loved a word that you used because it's clearly the difference between a manager and a leader. You said having that vision. That's mm. one of the distinctives of being a leader is being able to picture something that isn't yet there. It isn't in oh, reality yeah. yet and moving people toward that. So that, that's really awesome. And that must have been fun as a young teen to, to get your friends together and practice some songs. And, and even though it, it was, was one performance, was it still memorable for you? Oh, yeah, it is. Um, I think we were all so scared <laughs> to get because it was a big church that we performed for. Oh. But those, those were great days, of the, the days of Amy Grant and her music had fun singing. It was fun. Yeah, that's, I love that music too. So speaking right. of music, you didn't stop with that one performance personally. Tell, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about moving toward present day. How has both leadership and music in particular stayed a part of what you're doing with your life? Yeah, that's, that's another great question. Um, so I've been, I've, I took a lot of piano lessons and when I was a kid and I, I never, I really just didn't quit probably seven years or so, but as life happens, you get busy and set things aside, but it was always there as something we, my husband and I often had a piano in the house. And so I would sit down and play, but I didn't really have a lot of music. So I'd be making stuff up honestly. And, and most of it wasn't any good. <laughs> and about, I don't know, 12 or 13 years ago, I remember just, sitting at the piano after church and and I just bowed my head and I said, Lord, would you ever bless praise and worship music? And it was it was that quick. It was like the Holy Spirit came down and within three days I'd written this. And I didn't write it. Like my it's like my fingers went to the places on the piano that they were supposed to go and the notes I could hear the melody and and the, the chords just came together and it was like this cantata, almost a, 
a truly a, a huge choir should sing. And I remember my husband was said something like, oh, let's, we need to be careful with this and copyright it and that kind of thing. But as time went on, um, I continued to, to just hear this music and I would run to the piano and find the notes and, um, and it would turn into a beautiful song. And it was truly the Lord sending that music my way and the lyrics would come. And sometimes the lyrics would come before the notes, uh, but most of the time the notes came and then the rest of the song came. And within a short amount of time, I was probably writing four songs a week. And, and, and with every song, he was changing me, you know, he was sending his love down a little bit more and, and there'd be, there's a story behind each one of the songs that I was writing. Um, I remember one morning, before church, we, I, I was, I had gotten up early. Our, the church that I was at, it was a portable church. So we had to set it up every Sunday. Oh, right. um, I would go in early and I was one of the, the leaders there in the church that for the kids ministry, we had a huge kids ministry, still do. And um, so we'd go and set up all the rooms and that kind of thing. So I was leaving the house probably about 6, 6.15 in the morning, fumbling with everything. I was carrying this big, you know, heavy stack of stuff and I couldn't, get the key to open the car door and set everything down. And I'm in a rush because we're always behind and tried to get the key again, ran back inside the house, got the second key. It didn't work. And I finally said, okay, God, only you, only you can open this. And I put the key in and it opened. And that was the first little instance of this one song that I started writing. The next thing I went to, when I went inside of the school that, we were turning into it for the morning. There were other things that just kept getting in my way and I couldn't, I had to move this huge monstrous bookshelf thing, whatever it was, and I couldn't move it. And I literally just dropped to my knees and I'm like, okay, Lord, I get it. <laughs> I think I get it. Only you. Like I'm, I can only do this through you. And I got up in the bookshelf or whatever moved very, very well. And even then I started hearing the notes to this really beautiful song that I could tell. And that was the name of the song, Only You. I went home that afternoon and wrote the song. And so every song came with a message. And that's one of the things that I wanted to publish in terms of, um, you know, in terms of the book. But there, it's beautiful music. And I can say that because I didn't really make it. I was just the caveat to it. Yeah. And yet recognizing and listening that there is a message coming, you know, the, the real life circumstances and being able to take that and craft it into a gift that other people can receive, but it also points back to the Lord. I mean, what a beautiful conduit of, yeah. you know, hearing from him, recognizing the change, because you mentioned that each song has changed you. Did, that's, yes. That's such a beautiful act of uh, not only faith and trust, but worship, giving right. God Truly. credit for it, right? Truly, yeah. Um, are such worshipful songs that I, that I received. There's not a lot of upbeat, jazzy stuff, but it, they're very worshipful songs, yeah. That's awesome. So... Just to, to kind of put the, the timeline of, of life together a little bit, 
At what point in your life, and I know we talked about it, but for the listeners' benefit, was lupus what you were facing and walking through? Was that prior sure. to these downloads? Was it in the middle of that? What, where were you in, in time? Sure. So the, the illness was before um, God touched my life. I was about 25 years old when I started flying uh, airplanes and teaching people how to fly and went through all this process of getting all my ratings and that kind of thing. And I was full on into the aviation industry and wanted to make that my profession, my career. And God had a different plan. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, time I was 35 years later after I had paid no heed at all to uh, my physical body in terms of what I was eating and how much I was sleeping. I mean, I was just running myself into the ground. Truly, uh, my body just broke. And God had another plan, a different plan, certainly. And so the flight career ended. And then I spent the next three years uh, really seeking health, seeking wellness. How, how could I get well um, after I was just terribly, terribly ill? So, and, and that happened on a, it started on the trip. Uh, we were on our way home from Hawaii. We had spent a lovely few days or so in Hawaii. My husband and I did. And on the flight home, I was having a tremendous amount of trouble breathing. Like <laughs> we were from one to Honolulu just a short time and I could not catch my breath. And so we went to a dock there at the airport in Honolulu. I told my husband, I said, I just can't, I can't get on this next flight until we find out what's going on. And yeah. he assured me and I listened to the, my breathing and air that we did get onto that flight. Um, I took a bunch of antihistamines and throughout the flight, just, I just couldn't catch my breath. But, but anyway, um, it was, it was a quick, like stop short in my tracks kind of thing. And I was thinking about that this morning about how, how I found my way out of that. And it truly was just seeking every, every possible thing I could. It was almost like, you know, they have those, um, those rooms, it's, it's like a game now where you get in a room and you have to find your way out. Oh, um, right. Yeah. And it, it's almost like that. It's like you find yourself, oh my gosh, locked in something and you're trying to find your way out of where's the opening, you know, how, mm -hmm. how is it going to maneuver through this? And it was a divine uh, path the entire way from doctor to doctor. I mean, it was truly a divine led healing. It took a long time and it took a lot of listening and a lot of quiet time and kind of God, you know, God was, was really changing um, my, my heart and my mind at that point. I mean, I, I was on this path to, like I said, a flight career path and that was going to alter and everything had to change. And so he had to soften me during those times and, and help me be okay with, um, altering my life forever because um, it was going to look a lot different after that time. So, so he showed himself so very um, faithful and and real. I think when we're on the brink of death, I guess if you will, there were many. I wasn't sure I'd wake up the next morning. But he turned 
pulls the veil down a little bit so you can see a little bit more clearly and you know you're being held a little bit more tightly during those times and god is so ever present you know during those really dark times and what a testimony that you were willing to be led because that's a big characteristic of leadership as well is that a leader is also a follower a lot of times when we have you know this is this is my expectation of the outcome the path that i'm on and you know we come we're caught up short uh, whether it's illness or you know something else that happens time after time people are unwilling to change directions to follow the leading that god is providing for them and so that's a that's a beautiful part of your testimony is that you were willing to be led and not have to have it your way. So that's yeah, yeah. It, it was clearly not going my way. But but and I, I remember one day I, I was, you know, as I was in that health journey and that spiritual journey. Truly, um, I was driving home from work one day, and my eyes always went to the sky. I mean, I still probably see air traffic more than I do people traffic. And yeah. I remember looking up in the sky and. And tears were coming to my eyes and I'm like, okay, God, I think I even had to pull over. And I just said, I know God, you're, you're taking this away. And this is what I truly wanted to do. So all I can say is you must have something even better than that. And I couldn't even imagine, you know, what that could be because it was a world to me, but, but I believed he did. I believed he had something better. And he has. And, yes, yes. and that's, and this, this all transpired before children and yeah. before the, the beautiful songs that you've been able to write. It's like, okay, I'm going to trust exactly. you. I don't see it. That's right. That's, mm-hmm. that's challenging. But again, that being willing to be led is, is crucial as, as we learn to lead ourselves, but as we invite others into a leadership, into um, a ministry, into an organization, whatever it might be. And it's just a beautiful part of your story that being led was something that God was demonstrating in your life. So truly appreciate that so much. I'm so glad to hear that from you. And, And at the same time, I know that it has not been without challenges because it mm-hmm. took many years for you to get well, but you are, and right. God continues to work in and through you in what you're doing today. So right. all of these things, there, there has been, you know, in good storytelling, we talk about having a through line. You know, what is the, the yeah. through line in, in any person's story? And you know, I, as an observer, could make a guess as to what you might say, but when you knew that I was going to ask you about a tool or tools that you would want to share with others so that they can lead themselves well, what, what came to mind for you that would be something you would definitely point to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it is 100% the Bible um, I, 
I it is my highest recommendation that young gals, young men, read it before they leave home, <laughs> so they know it. <laughs> I know I read pieces of it. My dad was a pastor. It's not like I wasn't inside of um, you know God's training and leading up, but there's a lot we can miss. <laughs> And so that it has been very enlightening to me. And I just keep reading over and over and over again. Um, and I find new things. And along my way, I wanted to point to one scripture in particular because it has changed my life. Uh, and, I, and I wanted to share that. And part of that is writing. I feel like I, I truly am journaling God, you know, um, his word as I write, because that's what I'm writing about. And so I'm journaling constantly, um, reading the Bible and taking notes as I am reading, like what stood out to me in that particular chapter in that passage. And so I kept these, these notes for years, for the last 10 or 12 years now, I've kept really copious notes. And, and then it turned into um, specific areas like blessings or grace or um, uh, belief and faith and healing. And I note all the, the verses that went along with that. But this might give people a place to start. And I think it's a wonderful place to start. Mm. Um, Psalm or chapter five, verse three. And, I, and I've read Psalms for years. But this one day, about 10 or 12 years ago, this really jumped out to me. And it says, King David's writing, in the morning, you hear my voice, O Lord. In the morning, I prepare a prayer, a sacrifice for you and watch and wait for you to speak to my heart. Mm. And in my ignorance, whatever, I thought, gosh, I wonder if that could work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I really, you know, I hadn't heard anyone do that, uh, but I I tried. I started writing prayers every day to God, and I could hear him, uh, just a gentle whisper back. And I've been, I have books of them, just books of prayers. So I know people talk about journaling their days, journaling different things, but journaling the word, um, journaling prayers, there's something uh, very, I don't know the word, it's very spiritual when you do that, and you those gentle whispers back to our heart. And God just shares, a, I feel like he, he opened, um, he opened my eyes to more and more learning. You know, it says seek and you shall find. And so, but if we never seek, we're not going to find it. So it is a matter of continuing to unravel what the word has to say to us. And a great way to do that is to write about it. That's beautiful. Journaling. And, you, you know, journaling your day, as you mentioned, you know, journaling in and of itself is, is a very helpful tool for people to right. capture thoughts and, you know, record events and things like that. But I think you really have given us a, a greater sense of a, a bigger purpose that journaling can be. I had a, um, a mentor years ago who called journaling your personal old testament because oh, wow. i know isn't that great yeah <laughs> because you are recording the faithfulness of god in your life 
Mm. which is essentially what the Old Testament is, right? It's the story right. of God at work and his chosen people and, and into the world. And, and it wasn't always pretty and neither is our life. <laughs> so, yeah. And yet, you know, even recording prayers in a sorrowful time, much like the Psalms have as well, some of those can be such great sources of comfort and recognizing, yeah, I was in this hard, deep, hard, hurting place, but God met me there, whispered right. and encouraged me and, and gave me eyes to see, you know, in a new way. So I, I love that that is a tool that you recognize that is, well, it's beyond measure, honestly, but it's right. something that right. is available to anybody. And, and I, I'm sure, you know, you, you have kids and you know that uh, journaling isn't always everybody's favorite uh, task and things, but the yeah. benefit long-term is what outweighs the, oh, I don't really feel like doing this today, but I'm going to sit down and, you know, I'm going to capture my yeah. thoughts and write down my prayers, you know, that kind of thing. So that's awesome. Well, and it it is beautiful to look back and see what did I pray for, you know, back some years back or whatever. So, yeah. and I think we well we mature in every way in everything that we do. Um, we learn, we get better at it over time. You know, I I feel like there's there were so many years I would talk to God, but I wouldn't put the effort in to really quiet everything around me. Mm -hmm. It's that intention of just because a lot of a lot of us do read a word of inspiration during the day you know during right. the day something that we're right so it's just that in one step further intentionality to mm -hmm. be in contact with God, you know and it just takes us that one and what do they talk about that degree of difference you know you could be off just a degree or two and go and eventually Completely it's like here a different direction yes right and so when we keep it when we keep it solid in a straight line. And so it's just going that one step to really increase it. It's like I said, it was, it transformed my, my spiritual life it truly has. So yeah. If that would help well, I'm glad you chose to share that of all the tools. I mean, there's so many different things that people can make use of to grow themselves as a leader, to, to lead their people and and yet that personal reflection time alone with the lord and his word really is transformative mm -hmm. <laughs> it really yeah. Is. Yeah. yeah it's it's definitely a tool that i have made use of and it really does make a difference to go back and and see like seven years ago on this particular date, this is what I was, you know, asking the Lord for. And, you know, a lot of it, isn't it, about changing us and oh, not yes. just our circumstances. I'm not it's all about that we don't want changing our circumstances sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. But true transformation is that willingness to set aside our own ideas and take up what it is that, that the Lord has for us. So, which is yeah. pretty exciting. Speaking of which, you are, you know, you use the word vision in regard to those early leadership experiences and things. What about now with, with your ministry, Believing Him? 
what is your your vision, your desire for what God is doing and will do with your offerings? Thank you um, for for asking. I I truly believe there are. I mean, there there are people who need um, that that online type of of minister, like a place to be able to go to be fed, maybe quietly or in quiet. Uh, maybe they've been hurt in the church. Maybe they just haven't gone to church. Maybe it's not convenient. You know, there's so many reasons why people aren't in church today, but right. they're looking for um, a little more knowledge, more understanding, um, being ministered to, if you will, seeing things in a different light. Perspective is everything. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but when you just flip something upside down and you look at it differently. And so that's, I hope to, to be able to offer that just, you know, a quiet uh, few moments where people can gain a new perspective, do some introspection and see God. Um, I guess m- my message or the message that he has for me to be able to offer other people is how much he loves us, like how much that is. And there are so many, and I think all of us in one way or another feel less loved than we want to in whatever way. Maybe it just is how life is. Um, it could be a spouse. It could be a child. It could be it just relationships are funny, aren't they? We yeah, yeah don't. they can be complicated for sure. <laughs> it's we think that's how we get filled up but it truly isn't. And, um, and I th- probably myself even, you know, for years thought of, about love in the family way, you know, like how I can be, give love and feel love from my family, but I didn't so much fully understand how much God loves us and how much that can take the place of those hurting spaces mm. in our heart and help us feel fulfilled. I know in my 40s, I spent an entire decade wondering, what is my purpose? What am I here for? And I just kept asking the question. I would talk to friends about it. I remember talking to my niece. We would talk about, what am I here for? What is my purpose? And as I continued to ask the Lord, I finally got the answer to that question. And it was to worship me. Mm. Was it? It was worship God. I am put on this planet to worship our God Almighty. And when I got that answer, it was finished. I mean, my longing to know what I was here for was done. And then I could truly serve him. Um, And he has just filled me to the brim with, with all of what he has for me to do. But, but I I continue to see that it's love. that can fulfill us in every single way that we need to be fulfilled. And if, if you'll let me, it was interesting yesterday. I, I had this other um, revelation, I guess, as I was reading the Bible, one short verse, Jesus is talking and he was giving his disciples some of his last words. It was almost mm-hmm. when he went to, go to the cross so I always pay attention when he's like, okay, this is the last thing. Okay, now this is the last thing. Okay, now this, yeah. and he says, <laughs> he says, um, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. 
And it just took me aback. I thought, I mean, imagine the kind of love that God has for his son, Jesus. Right. That is, we can't even imagine it. I mean, I can try to imagine it, but I can't fully grasp. Right. I just, it's big. <laughs> I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot more than, than I can take in. Mm, and yeah. Jesus said, I love you that much. I thought, wow. I mean, that, that is like more, more love than we can measure or, or even um, comprehend in a lifetime. And so I just, I was, I wanted to share it. He said, he said at the last part, he says, abide in my love and continue in his love, God's love for me, for him. So it's, it's like, it just was so beautiful to me that he could even say that, that he was as humble truly as he was to say, I'm, I'm nothing more like God loves me and I love you as much as he loves me. And he was getting ready to go you know, give his life up for all of us. But that's really my message. And I do want to reach the hearts and minds of people who are seeking that deeper, deeper walk and people who really need to hear the loving side of God. I know there's a song out there that just comes to mind, you know, are you fire? Are you fury? What are you? God? Because in the old Testament, we read all these things. And, um, but what we truly serve this, massive, loving, almighty God. And, um, and that, that would be the message that I would have for people. And I hope that more and more people will um, come on over and, and, and get that message so they can feel loved and feel fulfilled. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing to fill us up in this life and we run after it as hard as we can. Mm-hmm. Right. So many different ways we chase and chase, and and it comes up dry every time yep. until we look to the source, until we look to the light. So true. I love that when you spent all that time seeking the Lord, time after time, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And He let you know to worship Him. It just it reminds me that. It is not complicated. Yeah. We complicate things. And so to be able to simply recognize that alignment, I'm reminded of early learning on my part. The, uh, The first question of the Westminster Catechism is, what is the chief end of humanity? And the answer is to enjoy God to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And mm. which is essentially worship, right? And, right. and so in in a much more straightforward way, he gave you that download. Here you go, Andrea. This is what this yeah. is why you're here. <laughs> so And it's it. Like that's took the whole mystery of everything. I was busy doing things and raising kids and you think, you know, what am I what else am I missing? What am I supposed to be doing? And you get it that it's that's it. None of it makes any difference other than his our worship of him. Yeah. yeah. And and truly the way that we worship is unique to each one of us. You you are worshiping yes. through through prayerfulness and and songwriting and encouraging people with devotional writing and things. 
and and there could be someone who is worshiping God in their work with their hands, where they are, Absolutely. you know, helping rebuild roads in a community or building houses where the hurricanes have destroyed homes. Mm -hmm. And so worshiping God looks as different as it does the faces of his people. And, yes. and I think that that... Um, is a is a beautiful part of the invitation right is to to come and receive so that you're filled up to go out and and worship and encourage and share in in other people's lives it's it's the beautiful yeah. way that god doesn't waste anything and he does not it, it is um you know whether it's it's leadership in a in an organization or leadership of self to bring ministry into the world so that others can be encouraged. That, it, that part doesn't matter to God. It's who we are in the process. And so to recognize that, you know, worshipfulness, that lifestyle is really what his heart desires for us, which is just a, such a beautiful thing. You know, this kind of is, I think, already the answer to, to my final question in terms of, you know, leadership and growing awareness of leadership and getting the tools that you need to, to be able to be an effective leader in the space that you're in. But my final question is always, you know, so what is your definition of thriving? What does it mean to thrive? And yeah, I love to hear different answers because back to the faces that are unique to every person i think that definition might be as well so what what is your answer andrea sure well my answer to that question is when we are living our best moments in in our best days that is truly thriving mm -hmm. um, i've had some tough days and i i i did my best during those tough days. And, and so whether you get like a lot done or a little done, it's doing your best, like living your best as much as you can inside of every day. And I, I was thinking too, I, I wanna speak to moms because sometimes we get so busy as moms and we think there's just no way out and it's just not going to end. And, and the busyness of, of being that mom, I had three kids really two years old and, and under, and it, it was, or three years, three years old and under, uh, and it was busy the whole time. I remember thinking when the youngest one gets to be just five <laughs> where they're dressing themselves and doing what they need to do but it was just overwhelmed motherhood mm. that out of that you know we are leaders in our homes and we're examples for our children and as you said god doesn't waste anything so i know i spent a lot of kind of lonely very quiet times and i think we talked about that before but god comes to us in quiet and and that was such a special time he was building me during building my heart um and what he would have me do today during those mom mom years so i just wanted to make sure that moms who might feel right now that they're tied down and they can't there's nothing left that that 
God is still preparing you during, during those years um, to do his, his work and serve and serving our kids is serving him. As you said, uh, worshiping the Lord takes on a lot of different faces. And for me, when I was a stay-at-home mom, I, I mean, when I was a mom, I was a stay-at-home mom. And we, we um, schooled at home for a lot of years, and we were at home a lot. And so it seemed like we were pretty well tucked in and quiet, and God used those years to grow my, my faith with him and in him. And, and so, like you said, God doesn't waste anything. But thriving is whatever your day looks like is to live the best in that day that we and we can't ask for more than that you know when we go to bed saying god lord i did there's no gas left in the tank i did everything i possibly could today yeah to me that i love that I, it keeps it very close not i'll be thriving when you know out yeah. there in the future it's very close and I can thrive today. Today. Giving giving my day my all. Mm -hmm. My my language as a coach, we talk about showing up for yourself. Right. And, and that's in essence what it is. Showing up in your day and and being fully present first and mm -hmm. foremost to God and the people that He's given you in your circle of influence whether it's the littles at home and a spouse or it's a group of, you know, young people in a classroom, although distanced classrooms right now, but you know, what I mean? it's like, it doesn't matter where it is. You can yeah. still experience thriving. I love Absolutely. that. That's awesome. Well, Andrea, it has been a total pleasure for me to get to hear pieces of your story. And I know that you are encouraging others, not only in your ministry, but through this um, interview. So it'll be fun to have people connect with you over at believinghim.com. And again, if you um, didn't have an opportunity to write this down, Andrea is offering us a downloadable PDF of 10 devotions and prayers. And so you'll head over to um, letgoleaninpodcast.com and you'll find the resources there for our interview today and all of her social media connections as well so that you can <laughs> get some beautiful images on Instagram, I'm just going to say. So thanks for <laughs> all that you are doing, Andrea. And thanks again for being a guest here today. My total pleasure as well. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You bet.